I believe that we have been right in the course we have charted. To abandon our purpose would be to miss the tide and perhaps to miss the port. I propose to sail ahead, for to reach a port, we must sail. Sail, not lie at anchor. Sail, not drift. This is Gary Butterfield. This is Cole Ross. And this is John Hurst. And you're listening to the last episode of Bonfire Side Chat. After Dark. Comes crashing down. Comes crashing. Is the the final favorite. (laughs) The final favorite. (laughs) Comes crashing down. It makes uh, makes plenty of sense that that would have happened to us now at this at this important juncture, uh, the lightning, gonna... you, the, the, the miscarriage, <laughs> You're like the, like the, the, whatever happens in lightning crashes. Yeah. I'm not sure what happens in lightning crashes. Um, no, we're, uh, so this time we are reading, uh, your responses. Uh, we've uh, kind of cleaned up everybody who has, uh, put in stuff from Patreon and called for some public responses and stuff. But yeah, this is, uh, dark souls as a game and dark souls as a series. You're, thoughts prompts questions concerns just fun and all of that and thank you so much for sticking around john thank you for having me yeah thank you we, we really do appreciate it john um he was one of our backers at the executive producer level on our patreon um and uh, chose dark souls one is his uh his game uh to kind of guess on which means he gets to be on this last episode which is appropriate yeah uh, john's been a big supporter over the years and we really do appreciate it um and I also want to say to people who are listening, like there are people who have literally listened to every episode of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those people, I really appreciate you sticking around too. There'll be there'll be more of the sappy shit at the end. <laughs> but even for now, I just want to give you a taste before yeah. it, or it comes on back in the end. To bam, sappy shit. <laughs> uh, but for now, you know, just let Noah. You know, it's 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 uh, feels feels at least a little bit momentous, and we want to thank people for sticking around. Yeah, yeah. And Worris yeah. wants to thank you too. Oh, of course. Good good timing, Worris. <laughs> Uh, um, i'm happy he was uh, able to be on the last episode yeah he's uh he's gonna get in and get uh, vocalized the the, uh, compressor is no match for him uh the uh so i will go ahead and get started here um with some responses and we'll kind of round robin it like i'll go cole goes and then john goes yeah sounds sounds good um i'll get started here with rick b who says uh via patreon dark souls holds a very special place in my heart i went in totally blind mostly offline due to connectivity issues and spent 80 hours fumbling alone and lost through my first playthrough, mostly with headphones on a tiny old TV in the wee hours of the night while my wife slept. It was a goddamn magical experience. <laughs> Though Dark Souls quickly became one of my favorite games of all time, I didn't pick up Dark Souls 2 and Dark, until Dark Souls 3 came out. A buddy of mine whom I turned on to Dark Souls 1 and who sub- subsequently sank 10,000 hours into the series <sighs> uh, had said that it was garbage by comparison. So I held off longer than I should have on picking things back up. And as it turns out, Dark Souls 2 DLC remains my second favorite Souls content. Thanks, Wars. He's, <laughs> this is gonna be, it's, it's like we wish on a monkey's paw for Wars to contribute on this episode. Come on, guys. Um, Give me a mic. Yeah. Um, my interest rekindled. I started listening to Bonfireside Chatter around the same time and listened to every episode from the beginning all the way through. 
skipping Demon Souls and Bloodborne because I don't have any means to play them now, but I do intend to eventually. I caught up uh, on being current with the episodes towards the end of the Dark Souls 3 seasons uh, while the game was still fresh in my mind and was finally able to engage fully with the show, even if it was for a short while. Having you guys as my constant companions through the Dark Souls games has improved my enjoyment of them considerably, and though it definitely uh, is time to let the show go, when that outro plays for the last time, I'm sure I will shed a single manly tear like a sentimental old fool. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. And then going back into Cole's uh, doing a different theme song for the last one. <laughs> Jeez, you think. I really fucked this up, didn't I? No, no, it was it was a good idea. And then it just, it, I'm surprised too. That like, it's a, yeah. Yeah. Uh, th- th- there's a, yeah, that's a uh, spoiler. There'll be a different thing at the end, just like there was last time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> a, a, a different than the last one yeah. thing, for sure. Um, yeah, we can, we should put those up for download somewhere just oh, for, for free yeah. on, on a post in case anybody wants them. Yeah. I'm, I am proud of them. I'm more proud of them than I should be for the afternoon of work that I put into them. The, uh, the main theme, that ending theme, uh, that you mentioned in there is part of our welcome pack mm-hmm. for patrons. So if you patronize us at two bucks a month, you get every audio thing that's ever been done for the network. Yeah. Uh, I think, which is hundreds of stings and theme songs and and most you know 90 percent of which are from teenager bags but there are lots and lots of things <laughs> but they're uh, worthwhile there. like you guys put so much care into those yeah it is it is a it is a dumb joke that's a lot of work for a couple seconds of content <laughs> that like both of us really like a couple of seconds repeated ad infinitum <laughs> yes yeah they keep it coming up and there, there's weird ones that we've only done once and stuff too yeah. but uh but you can listen to those if you if you uh gotta get your ear fill of cowboy jokes or what have you um <laughs> on the run um yeah, and you can get the, the, that original Dark Souls theme song so you can relive it in your head. Yeah. What you want. So, yeah, yeah. thanks, uh, thanks, Rick. Yeah, thank you. Um, nobody should let uh, How Good Dark Souls 1 is keep them from playing the rest of the series. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure. Sure. Uh, Sleepy Smiles writes via Patreon, Here's a specific stupid thing I noticed while playing through the Painted World the other day. Enemies can trigger illusory walls, just as the players can. I was coming through the maze under the well and one of the wheel skeletons powered past me and blew right through a wall, activating it complete with the shimmering visual and distinctive. You dispelled the illusion sound. Gotta love finding new weird little details in dark souls. Even after six years, I had no idea. So true. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So true. New yeah. things. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> systems on systems leaning on each other like forest and Bubba. Yes. Yes, the characters, not the locations. Right. <laughs> not like like a Bubba Gump shrimp next to a forest. Right. Like somebody runs their own franchise out of a shack. Right. Or was an evil seven shack. <laughs> the um I uh the the closest thing I knew to that is that enemies can break sm- the smashable wall in uh Sense Fortress. Hmm. So if you want to uh, get to Logan early without triggering that thing, you can trick that snake man into punching the wall. Oh nice. There. So I guess it makes sense that they can trigger your illusionary walls if they can mm-hmm. do that. So yeah, if their attacks register for the for the world geometry. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Cool. Yeah, but they yeah, tend to just go that. through walls and kill me. Yeah. Like you know, they, they they don't seem to be that uh that hindered by yeah. by small spaces. Ornstein is oh. unfazed by smell. Yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, John, what does uh, Brian say? Brian via Patreon says. The first Dark Souls is a game I have such a great fondness for that I honest I'm honestly kind of afraid to replay it. Don't be afraid. It's amazing. <laughs> I worry that the quality of life features that came in the subsequent games have spoiled me and replaying it will tarnish my memories. Your victory lap may be the thing I need to actually revisit one of my all time favorite games. Yeah. Uh, John's right. Those um, quality of life things are real. They are good. 
you know, listen to me talk about reviving to human, etc. Um, however, you very quickly, uh, over the course of the game, um, snap back into being real comfortable with it. Yeah. And I think one of the things we touched on a lot in the main episode is some of those quality of life things are not for the best, such as the travel anywhere. Yeah. Like you give up yeah. some stuff like that too. No. Which is definitively, that's what it is. It is a quality of life thing, but you lose a little bit. Yeah. Or lose a lot of it rather. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, Bob Witt says via Patreon. Bonfireside chat inspired uh, probably my deepest dive into any game. I even played a Balder side sword run just to spite Cole. Uh, <laughs> well, joke's on you, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think my enjoyment of Dark Souls and the rest of the series would have been quite as intense without the show. So thank you. Thank you, Bob. Yeah. Huh. Balder side sword is really good. Um, I wish that I was not so invested in my strength uh, build that I yeah. uh, could there, There's an ease of use thing I want back. Yeah. Like respects are always good. There's probably a mod uh, I could use to like reset and edit stuff. It just seems against it. I don't, I don't know if there is like modding in Dark Souls is weird. Yeah. You know, it, it's not uh, it's not like loading up a trainer in in an Infinity Engine game. Like you don't get as much control. OK, so. Um, <sighs> oh, well, at least I got one. That's all I wanted. Yeah, you can have it in your trophy. Now you get to go get all the weapons. <laughs> You're like one of those weirdos. <laughs> 18, 18 years down the line. Yeah. I finally got my channeler. Triton. That's the sound of you at the ripe old age of 40, 45 or yeah. whatever. Uh, <laughs> uh, over that time, I decided to start living really rough. People comment about how much deeper my voice is now compared to the mm. first WAF, which is just equipment. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I think, no, I think I'm it's really lean into it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was also 23 or 22. So. Yeah. You went through puberty too. <laughs> yep. So <laughs> yeah, it came back. So. Uh, man. Uh, was that you, Gary? Did that, that? Me. that was you uh sean franson our friend from prg um says via patreon the first time i met you guys at portland retro games expo i started talking to gary about how far behind my games i was i mentioned that i hadn't even played dark souls yet oh man you gotta play dark souls he said automatically as though it was a reflex um <laughs> i added that last part um, a month or so later i posted that i was starting it on facebook and gary helped me through my initial frustration with it that was something like three or four years ago, and I'm still addicted to these games. Without you guys, I wouldn't have tried this series. I would have bounced off of it and missed out uh, on the most, uh, uh, sorry, on one of the most enriching game experiences that I've ever had, a love spanning years. And I wouldn't have had uh, something to look forward to every time I finish an area. Uh, I don't have much to say that I haven't already said about the series, but I wanted to take a second to write in and say thank you to both of you for introducing me to what is now my favorite game series. Yeah. Thanks, Sean. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I remember, a, I remember meeting Sean. Yeah. <laughs> and he's uh, showed up most, most years. I hope he yeah. uh, can make his way out this year. Yeah. He was going to move for a little while and then I don't think he is, or he, if, if so, it's going to be a delay. So he may okay. be around Yeah, in October. So one last hurrah. Sean is, uh, his wife, Gail, also very, very nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's one of those problems with uh, like the totemic quality that the game has taken. It can be intimidating to people who haven't like broached it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that way about lots of things where it's like I just don't know. You know, I have to have the energy to want to start this thing. Yeah, you know, it's it's. I'm going to play it. Uh, that is how near automata automata is turning into for me. Yes, where yeah. like I am getting sick of hearing about it, and I'm starting <laughs> to. 
you have the uh, the contrary and like, oh guys, shut up. Like I'm starting I'm yeah, starting to feel like yeah. that about it. And that's not fair. Like it, maybe it's really good. Yeah. I still want to play it, but it is I'm hearing about it too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it's getting to that like level where it's like I just don't, you know. Yeah. It's yeah. gonna be a thing. Like yeah, I'm gonna have to yeah. like so, you know, it's gonna be a spite thing. is edging its way in. Yeah. Spite's edging its way in and just me being a contrarian dickhead. Or <laughs> just knock that down. He's doing good work. <laughs> right now <laughs> he's been real quiet for the past two years um yeah he's he's um he's weird he's i'm changing his food a little bit but also right around now every day he wants to play for people who are listening like we're recording this at a different time yeah than we usually do so like he's uh he's you know. he, he's activating because the sun's going the sun's gone down right? <laughs> yep it's, it's wars after dark yeah <laughs> <laughs> So um, Angel says via contact, it's been great playing along with the bonfire side chat victory lap toward the end, towards the end of Dark Souls three. I was wondering if my disappointment with that game was more due to souls fatigue than the game's actual content. But now I'm convinced that's not the case. The Eldritch Horror of uh, Bloodborne is still great and the Ilium Lois is still breathtaking. I was almost surprised, however, at how good it felt to be back in Lordran. Despite its last-gen graphics and somewhat stilted controls, I still find the adventure in Dark Souls 1 to be the most compelling of all the Soulsborne games. For me, I think a big part of it this is due to the lack of early game fast travel and the ability to manage your character at any bonfire. These features make exploration in Dark Souls 1 feel like a journey into the heart of darkness where the other games feel like a series of away missions. To this day, reaching the bonfire at the bottom of Blight Town grants a feeling of remote isolation that is unmatched by the other games in that moment and others like it it's great to imagine my character tossing a bone shard into the fire tending to her gear and honing her spirit in preparation for the next push forward not knowing when she'll see firelink shrine again it's only there where an in-game harmonica (laughs) anyhow (laughs) congratulations on the great series it's been a real pleasure tagging along on this most unique gaming journeys and that's Angel. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry we overpronounced your name in the past. Yeah. Like, I don't know if we went quite as far as like on hell or anything like that, but I think we did say. I think we hedged. I think we said either Angel or Angel on, on yeah. hell. Yeah. yeah. Apologize uh, for that. Um, one thing we did mention as far as those ease of use things is how like you can level up anywhere. Yeah. God, that's an ease of use thing that they actually just totally ditch <laughs> um, and is, is huge. <laughs> yep. How fucking annoying is it to like go back to, uh, you know, head back, even though, I mean, we talked a lot about what they're trying to accomplish with that, but like, yeah, man. it still sucks. Like, yeah, you yeah, pay a lot suck. for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It straight sucks. So, yeah. 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 And, and just because I, I'm trying to save, uh, I know people are not going to hunt down angel, but because as the show ends, um, and I know there probably are people who want to do uh, small pedantic, uh, corrections. Um, there aren't bone shards. Right, right. And Dark Souls want to use Firekeeper Souls to uh, mm-hmm. increase that. So yeah, just making sure. And that's not, that's not me. I'm not trying to snark off at you. I'm just saying it for listeners because heading off emails and tweets is what we do. <laughs> <laughs> so, to people's chagrin. Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, moving on to uh, to things about other games. Uh, Julia says via contact. Um, or is it Julia or Julia? Uh, I'm just joking about the earlier thing. This is Julia. Julia. Um, <clears throat> Julia. Thank you. Um I was rushing to finish Dark Souls 2 by the retrospective, but it took me about 75 plus hours to reach the Throne of Want. 
And after another 15 hours still loitering around new game, I have to say that Dark Souls 2 is the first video game I've loved since Doom, the 1993 version. It is beautiful and sparse, and the mechanics and depth of build are horrifyingly addicting. I know PvP isn't you guys' jam, but where else can you play a naked giantess dual-wielding poison cestuses and challenge a naked guy power-stancing two door-sized great shields? We played four separate times in the uh, B.O.B., which stands for... That's a PvP the, the, arena. The, the Battle of Blood. Yeah, Battle of Blood. Thank you. Good good pull, Cole. Um, and each duel took five to ten minutes each time. Uh, we're currently two to two, and I can hardly wait to get back, get home from work to try another build on the people still kindling the bonfires in Drang Lake. And they say that non-Scholar of the First Sin PC is dead. Uh, if I can get over my love for bonfire aesthetics, soul vessels, bonfire warping, Majula, Bright bugs and other don't waste my fucking time measures. Then maybe I'll go back and try the other two. Uh, thank you to both for what you do: the poetic interludes, the biting criticism, the silly joking. You have added a lot of joy and critical depth to my life and appreciation of video games. Yeah, thank thanks, you very much. Yeah. Uh, to correct myself, it's not the Battle of Blood; it is the Brotherhood of Blood. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Um, see, yeah, pretty close. The um, I think this 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 uh, the PvP gimmick stuff. Um, we talked about that a little bit where we talked about uh, specifically the butterfly outfit, like the kind of weird things you're allowed to do yeah. in Dark Souls 2, like weapon wise. Yeah. Um, you know, you can I'm going to carry a big jawbone and a gigantic arm and just kind of go <laughs> in it's like a corpse fighter. Like you can do all kinds of shit like that. Yeah. Um, and even like down to like if we're uh, going to backmash this to uh, Dark Souls 1, like as shitty as that could have turned out, your story of the hacker who came at you in Anorlando. Mm hmm. Like that yeah. is a good story. <laughs> it, it was really, it was really fun. And and I didn't, I didn't bring the specifics of it because we did a whole episode on it, but like, I love my PVP build that I did for <laughs> dark souls one, which was, uh, the, the fire, the gold hem set, the skull mask, the grave Lord sword, and then just pyromancies that created fogs to walk out of. <laughs> and like, that was the extent of the joke. Um, <laughs> you know, your wrestling entrances. Yeah, I never, I never, I never like caught anybody in the fog, but just like <laughs> if I thought they might be coming, having it come out from a corner and then walking out of it to fight, <laughs> I just thought it was super fun. Um, you know, and then Dark Souls one is a game that is known for just having like a preponderance of giant dads. Yeah. So, you know, it, it doesn't have that, but the, the series does allow you to kind of do this player expression in this goofy way yeah. all the time. That's really fun. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, Illusory Wall writes our friend Illusory Everybody. Wall. Yeah, yeah. Uh, via contact, real quick because yeah. he because he won't plug it. Um, he does a video a podcast called the Retro Games Audio Podcast. Oh, uh, that's excellent. Like one of the weird things about Illusory Wall is he is one of those people who is infuriatingly good at lots of things. Right. And yeah. Where does he get off? He, yeah. Where does he get off? Uh, not only is he great at uh, this kind of soul stuff, he's really really smart about game audio hmm. and uh, does a podcast um, with another fellow whose name escapes me and I apologize for that. Um, but it is really good about the ins and outs of old video game audio. Hmm. And if you need a place to start, I did an episode about the Maniac Mansion soundtrack, which is my favorite NES soundtrack. And they interviewed the composer for the second part of that, which I was not on, but it is a really fun, good episode. Yeah. Um, Gary, what is that show called again? Retro Game Audio Podcast. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, Loser of All continues. Hey, guys. First off, I just wanted to quickly thank Gary, Cole, and the Duckfeed family for the countless hours of entertainment. Your podcasts have accomplished, uh, have accompanied me uh, through a lot of Dark Souls testing and multiplayer sessions, and have met cool people like Jeremy and Allison through the podcast as well. 
As much as I thought I might be sad to see Bonfire Side Chat come to an end, the truth is that there won't be much of a void there as long as your other podcasts continue. I'm currently catching up on Days of Future Cast and Monster on my podcast and loving it. I also want to drop a quick response about Demon Souls. You guys mentioned how it doesn't quite have the same community drive to probe all of the all of the mechanics quickly like later Souls games. And I actually have a specific example that I think illustrates this perfectly. Uh, and it might come as, as a surprise to some listeners too. Uh, did you know uh, that we didn't know the exact level ranges in Demon Souls until a few months before Blood Souls, uh, Blood Souls, until a few months before Bloodborne came out? Uh, it actually took that long. And at the risk of sounding conceited, they still might have not, might not have known uh, today had I not tested it, since I'm the sole source and tester on that. It really il- illustrates uh, how much smaller the Demon Souls community is. Contrast this, this to something like Dark Souls 3, where I felt like I had very little to contribute to the testing scene because of that very large and engaged community that does an amazing job with it. It's a scene that continues to grow with each new Soulsborne game, and it really impresses me. Um, and then Illusory links to a post that they did about this particular uh, thing. And like everything on Illusory Mall's uh, Tumblr, uh, it is worth looking at because it is incredibly well-researched well and it will teach you things about these games that you thought uh, were uh, kind of long-plumbed for all, the re- all of their secrets. Yeah, and he is operating on another level. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> again, again, that Vagrant stuff is just great. He does... Um, Things too, where where people do these return events, they do like you know return to Drang Lake, return to Lordran events, um, and when they do uh, return to uh, Lordran, he has like spawned mimic or spawned vagrants for people. Yeah. Like he knows the mechanics of doing it. He has like characters set up just to like make there be more vagrants around during that, which is a really like selfless, cool thing yeah. to just make this transitory event much more magical for other people. Mm-hmm. So uh, top top shelf dude. Yes. And uh, and and well worth supporting. Yes. So. Yes. So next is prompts. Um, Doug Leaf via Patreon. My first foray into the Souls series was Bloodborne. And aside from the game's many strengths, one of the things that struck me about it most was its ability to surprise in its storytelling. There are so many moments that stand out from the series that masterly subvert expectations. The reveal of Bloodborne's true cosmology, meeting King Vendrick for the first time, or even just being squashed by the Asylum Demon. There are many, there are plenty of surprises to choose from, and I'd be curious to hear from both of you as to which that, sorry, let me start over. But I'd be curious to hear from both of you as to what some of your favorites are. Yeah. yeah so some of these showed up in our souls agories. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I, so I don't want to repeat myself um, with these. So I might need a second, but I know what, I know what Doug's talking about. Like very specifically, there are these kind of like stomach drop moments that are very, very good. Uh, Gary, can I tell you yours? Um, yep. <laughs> Havelstash. Oh, yeah. Havelstash is very good. Yeah. I love Havelstash. <laughs> That's a great one. Yeah. Havel's, um, Havelstash is great. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. John, do you have one? Um, are we To the whole series? Yeah. 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 Um, I think uh, Dark Souls 2 going back and seeing the battle with the giants was a really cool moment. That was really just really kind of transcendent for me. I, it really was one of the best parts of, I thought of dark souls too. Yeah. That doesn't get any credit. Like the fact that you get to, like you go to explore the aftermath of that as your first level. And then near the end of the game, you go back in time and experience as experience it as it's happening. 
Like that's extremely yeah. cool and, yeah. and doesn't get a lot of credit. I think that, I think you're right on with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of gets no credit, let's say dark souls three return to Anna Orlando. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was going to say before uh, you gave me Havel stash, which is, which is a good one. I was going to also bring up a dark souls three one because it's the last episode of the year. Why hold grudges, right? Um, or the last episode we're doing like, um, and say, uh, and this does get a lot of credit, but like finding the untended graves is amazing. Uh-huh. Like that is, that is a, the realization that that was the place where I started the game is really, really cool. Um, you know, I, I still like, I, I need to do another, like dip into that, the like more robust lore community, because at the time we were doing the show, there were no real satisfying answers about any of that. Right. Which I, I found pretty frustrating. Like I couldn't find one, but also no one really had a good one. Mm-hmm. The best anyone had was like um, Ludwig or Ludlith had done some stuff with light and time and create a pocket dimension. Yeah. Um, which is like, I'll subscribe to that, but I wonder if anyone's made any other breakthroughs Yeah. on that. Um, I'll be curious. There's been some movement on the ring city stuff that I think is uh, pretty good. Like things, mm-hmm. the things that we missed specifically in regard to, kind of Gwen being much more of a dick than, uh, than we initially led him to like the, the entire existence, the existence of the ring city. People have uh, drawn some pretty satisfying conclusions about that. Mm. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there was more in the main body uh, yeah. that we, uh, not that we missed because you know, this is a group well, effort, but at the time people had not come up with it. Right, right. Because I remember, you know, when I found the general kind of loreness of three wanting, um, you know, I still had to do the show. So yeah, I did, looked online you, you to cast around. Yeah. Yeah. I cast around and that's always been part of my process, but it was never more of a part of my process than that game. And I, I looked around and didn't find again, satisfying things. Like it was, you know, yeah. I, I wanted this to be a peace offering, not like a, you know, this is supposed to be a, a <laughs> no, peace no, like, but like, like it's, it you know, still I, represents I, two of our answers for this. Like those are two very yeah. good moments. Those are very good moments in a overall lore thing that at the last time I left it was a little too stretchy Yeah, for me. So, yeah, yeah. Um, is this me? Yes. Justin, do you have any, do you have anything more to? Uh, you you had, you had mentioned yours, John. Sorry, I hope yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off. If I did, no, 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 uh, we're good. Okay. Um, Justin says via Patreon, one of the best ways I have found to convey what it feels like to learn how to play a Souls game is to compare it to the learning of how to play an instrument. The learning curve is similar, as is the dichotomy between timing and intent. The fluidity of how these games can feel when played effectively is one of the only things I have experienced that I would say feels like being able to play a song really well. I've discussed this with other musical friends of mine who agree. I was wondering if you can also see the parallels between playing souls and playing a musical instrument. And also what you find is a good and efficient way to explain what souls feels like to people who have never played it. Uh, For a bonus goof em up, I would love to hear a file underwater crossover segment where you compare and contrast the career from software and that of REM. <laughs> it's the, uh, That's funny. Around the dark sun. <laughs> um, I think it's an excellent point. I actually was going to make the same comparison. I am a, I have no musical ability, but I, I qualify as a terrible ukulele player. Oh, um, me too. And I, but I, but I, I do see the parallel here. I, I've, explicitly thought this you know as you first learn it you have no competence you know um whether whatever whatever your entry is it's going to be the hardest you have it um whatever series you're part of the series you're coming into and as you sort of learn it you learn that rhythm and you learn how to play it and once you get that mechanical this is how the game plays this is what you need to expect it is a little bit like an instrument it's a skill and it's a rewarding skill because the next time you approach an area 
it's something you've learned and that that memory ke- you know catches up with you and i think it's more true of this game than almost any other action game you there is something you're learning that you get to play forward with and you build on and build on and build on and become better and better yeah 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 I, I, that's a that's a good way to put it and it's a real good way i think to put it in regards to dark souls 1 specifically yes. um because if taking this metaphor and pushing it you know further than intended um the the challenge boss stuff like the ring city stuff is like through the fire and flames <laughs> you know it like becomes like i mean even if you don't want to use instrument you can use a video game thing and compare it to guitar hero yeah. right like where it's like you're still gaining this core competency in this uh kind of verb set and way of interacting with a game you're not used to um and early entries allow for you to be good enough for punk yeah. you know yeah. like you can place place your way through still knowing like i know uh six chords and I can play every Ramon song um, and, and a couple, you know, other folk songs that I really like uh, and still get through the game. And then later that just becomes not good enough, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but yeah, it is, it is a, it is a good comparison. It is a very good comparison. So yeah. I only know how to play guitar um, when it comes to instrument. Like I can fuck around on a keyboard, but it requires, it's mostly just as a MIDI, MIDI controller kind of thing. Uh, however, I do know how to sing. Um, and this resonates most with me, uh, not with learning how to sing, because that is something you can work at, but also it is, you know, just like you, you kind of come out of the box, either being able to do it or not being comfortable with it. Uh, but harmonizing specifically, I remember growing up and being in school and being in choir class, that being a difficult, difficult thing to learn how to do and having a very similar moment of like, oh, by George, I've got it kind of moment when I realized that I could sing a different note from somebody and make it sound even better. Um, you know, you can sing alone and sing by yourself. Um, and that can be like being good at pressing buttons and stuff, testing yourself against a moving set of conditions, being able to rise to it and bring yourself to it, um, is very much like learning how to harmonize. And so that for me is how I, how I see this. This is a very good description. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then REM to uh, the souls ends up being like weirdly obvious because yeah. uh, REM peaked on their second and third album or so. And then eventually made around the sun. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Dark Souls 2 is reckoning. It's all over the place. But each of those individual pieces is really good. Uh, Dark Souls 1 would be something like Murmur or uh, Fables where it's uh, quite similar, uh, but uh, very, very close to the top of their craft. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, moving on to, uh, to Mitch. Yeah. Ahead, cool. I'll take this Mitch ass, uh, via Patreon. Uh, if you were to see any souls game translated into another genre, uh, what game would that be? And what genre would that be? Uh, any, any of them really like probably dark souls one or bloodborne best of, and as a walking sim, yeah. like a Tacoma ask, ask, like, just go explore this place, learn its story and don't fight anything. Yeah. 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 Oh, Bloodborne is a survival horror game. That would be fun. Yeah, yeah. John, that's a cool idea. You know, I've I've got Tacoma on the brain on the brain also, so I, I tend to agree with that. I think it it would be really interesting. Yeah, just just to be a lore game, purely a lore game. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> I'm surprised it has. I mean, the reason why it hasn't been done is because these assets are expensive. Yeah. So it'd be a big risk, you know. And these levels are big. Like, it would be the world's biggest walking simulator. Like, yeah. But even just something like, um, you know, a transmedia 
thing where there's a short game release that's like, here's Aldia's house. Yeah. You know, and you, you go walk around it and learn about the backstory of what's going on through a different way of environmental storytelling that games can do than the kind of uh, Souls way of doing it would yeah. be kind of neat. It would require a little bit more brazenness than I think any game company that is working with this budget would have, uh, because that is exactly the opposite of what the most vocal market is asking for. Yeah. Yeah. That's just, I mean, you know, you ask, Mitch asked for us, so I'll answer for us, but like whether I think that is a commercially viable thing is a totally different other question. Oh, true. True. Yeah. yeah. That's more me lamenting why this thing we want to happen probably wouldn't. Yeah. It's a bummer because it would be really cool. And I've heard other people say that they want that, but nobody, uh, you know, nobody on the Dark Souls fan page or, you know, the, the, you know, chicken wing gamer 97, uh, who, who pops up, you know, sometimes with like shirts, those, you know, those, and pictures, those wings are, were such a mistake. How about I, I, I love, I love wings. <laughs> Here's another idea. Tactical RPG, similar to final fantasy tactics or, ogre, uh, um, ogre battle, yeah. you know? Hmm. Yeah. Gwen wonder, and company which... versus the dragons. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Doing the war before would be really cool as a tactics game. Um, or, or even a strategy game. Like I would like to do that as an RTS as God, well. Like a kingdom management thing, like a, yeah. like a crusader Kings, but with uh Lordran itself. Yeah. Sim Lordran yeah. or, or even throw in some like narrative elements and do it like, uh, uh, God. Oh, King of Dragon uh, pass. Yeah. King of Dragon <laughs> pass, like fighter. Yeah. King of, King of Dragons pass. <laughs> uh, <and just> <laughs> King of the Valley of the Drakes. Yeah. Yeah. That, that would be great. Um, that'd be, that'd be super cool. Yeah. So yeah, I would want to play play any any of those. Um, that'd be interesting. I hope it happens someday. It won't because uh, they they won't <laughs> no. let they won't let, let it go. But I think it'd be won't. cool. Yeah, I, 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 I think it'd be super cool. Hollow Knight has led me to believe that there are a lot of uh, developers who understand uh, what is what is good. So there might be an approximation. I, it's I, it's Hollow Knight definitely doesn't make me think there are a lot. Oh yeah, a lot. I think Sorry, it makes I, it, like, I, I misspoke. That that, that did, there did is at least the one, and there could be more. It, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think our experience has led me to believe there are very, very few. Yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Unfortunately, I, I'm a huge tactical RPG fan, which made me think of that. But yeah. after about six, you kind of run out of a good catalog on that ser- on that genre. So <sighs> um, May Sinclair via Patreon first expresses some concern about being too negative. But hey, let's let's <laughs> all be there. <laughs> For some of us, Dark Souls 3 was a letdown. Uh, it was a letdown in ways, but Bloodborne, most people liked a lot. Do you think we got better closure thanks to 3? After Bloodborne, we were all clamoring for what they will do next. But after feel, 3, we feel much better about letting From take a break from Soulsborne and maybe work on another project. It reminds me of that uh, strategy of you do something bad at the end of a relationship to really piss the person off <laughs> so they won't miss you so much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they make the breakup as bad as possible so they can so they can move on cleanly <laughs> yeah. yeah what do you guys think um I, I i think maya would probably have words with us if we if we didn't correct the pronunciation of her name i'm sorry john oh i apologize <laughs> no don't worry i i doubt Maya would have words for her. <laughs> she's, she's like <laughs> no. one of the nicest people i know the um yeah um i think that what happened was um i think that i don't know if this is exactly the question that's being answered but it's it's an interesting thing regardless is that the fact that uh Bloodborne, while being very good, did not do everything I wanted from a Dark Souls, made me really, really want another Dark Souls. And I'm on tape saying that. And that didn't do Dark Souls 3 any favors. Right. So if Bloodborne hadn't come out, I might not have been 
I might have been more prepared for the curve that leads into Dark Souls 3 rather than being like, man, I can't wait to get back to like build variety and stodgy combat. Uh, and then to have that really not happen. Yeah. So I think that that's, again, I don't think it's exactly the question that's being answered, but I think that did happen for me. Yeah. Bloodborne misled me into thinking that they had a zest for attempting and trying to do something new um, and bringing a different kind of insight back to, back to that world, uh, back to that setting or those set of themes that I really loved. Um, and that probably was naive of me to believe they might do that. Um, and I'm happy that they're done. I'm happy that they can take a break and move on to whatever's next because their moves from Kingsfield to Demon Souls, from Demon Souls to, uh, to Dark Souls and from Dark Souls to Bloodborne have been some of the best leaps that they have made. Um, yeah. Yeah. And just, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to give them time because I'm ready for time myself. Yeah. How about you, John? What do you think? Um, I think there. I mean, I guess just from a psychological perspective, it is easier to let it go when you're not as happy as the last result. So mm-hmm. I think it has made it a little easier. Yeah. It makes a yeah, case. I'm, I'm, I'm really looking for, I really hope that they, they go forward and they do something really new and cool yeah. for the next thing. Either uh, a whole new direction or something that goes way back to their catalog. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I wish that we got better closure, but um, on a meta level, uh, I feel comfortable moving on. I don't feel I don't feel dissatisfied at the moment. Yeah, this is good. Yep, yep. Um, Jeff says via contact uh, bonfires have a special meaning in Dark Souls, not present in other Souls games. Resting at a bonfire implies a dedication to your current path as an adventurer. What bonfire did you spawn at the most during your first playthrough? Which bonfire surprise relieved you the most? I spent the most time at the Berg bonfire on my first run, and the bonfire I was most relieved to discover was the Blighttown Bridge bonfire. <laughs> I mean, it would have to be the Berg bonfire. I, I bet you that's the same. I bet you that's the answer for like almost everyone. Yeah. Um, with the the possible exception of the Anne Orlando one, because people get hung up on on ONS. Yeah, yeah. You know, but the yeah. Berg one is like that's the canonical like wake up. Makeup. I wanted to. That I that comes up every single time I I think of like waking up in Dark Souls. Gary, toxicity is down a couple of a couple of levels later. Yeah, I've got a purple blooming purple thing to get to erase the the song toxicity. Um. Yeah, the one that I was most surprised or relieved to find. Man, that's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if this is exactly the, the, the correct answer if you like put a gun to my head, but um, I am I found the hidden one um, in right before Seath. Or not before Seath, sorry. I was going to say, wait a minute, uh, you didn't correct Tell me, me about that one yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, the, the, um, no, the one before Sith uh, that's behind the illusory wall. That's incredibly oh, yeah. useful, like right before the D&D party, which is a really hard encounter. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, the one in the depths that you either find the key for on the big rat, or you could use the master key for is actually very useful, uh, because the depths is such an intimidating area. The first time you go through, um, Mm. that that gives you kind of a direct run to the end to, you know, a very tough boss fight, at least in terms of ability to kill you quickly. And also its longevity, um, is, uh, uh, something that I don't, I don't know if I was relieved to find it, but I'm happy it was there. Yeah. Yep. Yep. 
John? Um, probably, obviously, I think your answers are all good. Uh, the bonfire above Andre of Astora was a very popular one for me. Oh, because yeah. It connects a lot of areas. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a huge junction, actually. That yeah. That's one of those nexuses of, like, of the of the game that works really well. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's funny this, a it's, like god that's it, really important yeah <laughs> yeah it's funny when i was thinking about this how you know preparing for this i was thinking about you know that bonfire is really a nexus and then i started thinking oh yeah they've already used that terminology so i guess <laughs> i can't use that anymore yeah uh it's a confluence it's a crossroads yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> intersection uh yost writes if Dark Souls 1 uh, would have already had the New Game Plus as, di- as, as different feature from Dark Souls 2, uh, what are the absolute coolest things you can imagine that could be hidden in New Game Plus and beyond? Since this is a fantasy question, uh, this can go very deep into New Game Plus Plus and beyond if you want. Uh, it, it, it can include any changes that you could imagine, not just the type of stuff that New Game Plus changed in Dark Souls 2. Of course, you'll be inundated with grateful messages, so I won't keep you long. Uh, But just to say, I think that you've been making a massive contribution to the well-being of a lot of people with this show. And a message to other BSC listeners. When I first started to listen to Bonfireside Chat, I read or heard someone say, you come for the Dark Souls content, but you stay for Gary and Cole. It stuck with me. uh, And after having listened to your many wonderful shows, I absolutely agree. Okay, I'm, I'm starting to cry sorry um uh now that the show is over i urge everyone to dive into the rest of the network meet the other hosts and discover an amazing community thank you yost thanks yost and just uh i'll i'll stop you from crying there's tons of people who uh who listen to it for the dark souls content and then do it in spite of us too yeah (laughs) not not just undercut every compliment that happens but like we literally have reviews that are like this is really good but those two guys suck balls (laughs) (laughs) yeah like like i would love this if it wasn't for those fuckos (laughs) Uh, that happens too perfect message terrible messengers yeah yeah my, my my mutant power is to not feel highs or lows anymore so like <laughs> it's easy for me yeah. to i call that a undercut. side effect of my medic- medication yeah like i can i can undercut positive things and put a booster chair under negative things like pretty well at this point in my 37 years of life like, uh so I, I really do appreciate it. that is very yeah. sweet yep. so, i don't i don't mean i'm not saying that to to you know to underplay how sweet that is yes um <laughs> <laughs> um, uh new game plus feature i would love to see the world degrade um, oh that's a cool idea by. yeah have uh have bonfires have limited uses maybe um have certain bonfires not be there more enemies uh, in different places like you know it, this is probably something that they came to later on in the series but the idea that this is a diminishing cycle like i would like mm-hmm. to see i would like to see more change than just uh enemy toughness and placement Hmm. there's um i think in the the episodes we talked about it i thought it'd be really cool if you fought a version of yourself yes in new game plus like you fought a copy that uh that did that and then someone weaponized that against me and was like why don't you like soul of cinder because it's the same thing and it's like well yeah. it's not though because it's this weird amalgamation yeah and, and everything and like yeah, it was taking you know, the place of something meaningful as appeals as opposed to being uh you know a thing that complements would be else. meaningful to me like would yeah would be a meaningful thing to me is like playing my last build and you could do like, I mean, people would just break that and destroy it. Like you could do really hilarious things with that too. <laughs> you know, people would dress them up like candy clowns and like, yeah. but I think that would be a cool way that would play into the, like, this is just another cycle um, yeah. kind of thing. Um, but the, the added aggression is, is key. Cause I think that's what happens in dark souls too. 
you know, when you end up with like the Juicer Freya attacking you in advance, like have an enemy burst out of their, you know, their arena before you can get to them. Yeah. Do like you know, a, like, like a Resident Evil 2 Mr. X thing, you know? That would be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You mentioned the doppelganger me- fight. I thought that happened to me last time I played. I was, I'd made my trip back to, um, I was wearing the elite knight armor <laughs> and I was, okay. and I yeah. played myself back to, um, the asylum and I, and I'm, I'm sitting there and being like, wait, I don't remember a doppelganger fight in this game, but I'm fighting a guy <laughs> looks just like me. <laughs> and it took oh, me a minute to figure out what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'd be interesting. It's almost like a reverse track at a racing game to, to be forced to start at different bonfires and fight yourself the other direction. Hmm. I think that'd be kind of an interesting. That's a cool game. idea. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Um, it was just a challenge run thing that Lobos did, but I love that. Uh, cause in dark souls one, you can, he did like the clear Lordran run where it's like, I'm not going to rest any bonfires. I'm just going to make a big empty stretch yep. as long yeah. as I can. And you can do like a large portion of the game yeah. uh, with it. And it's, it's a, it's a very cool idea for a challenge. Like you can just literally empty out this world. Oh God. Um, the, uh, it would be, it would need something like that to get me into, into to new game plus. Like that's been one of those things that like people write in and I know people are real like, Oh, I'm into new game plus like six or something like that. Like, um, I can't remember who it was, but one of the YouTubers I got into when I first got into the game brought up the point that like, since that's just numbers, if you want to create that challenge for yourself, just use worse equipment or don't level up as much Yeah. on the first run. Like you can, you can create a new game plus seven cycle for yourself more or less from the bat by just giving yourself a short sword and not upgrading it. Yeah. You know, cause it's yeah. still just like, this is the math. This is the number of swings it's going to take to kill this boss. Um, you know, you can, you can, you can do that already. So it's it sucks that New Game Plus has historically been such a boring missed opportunity in the series. Oh jeez. You know? Okay. Take away your ability to warp, put you at a very distant place. Like, oh, you wake up here after either linking or abandoning the fire. You have to work your way back to the asylum to stop mm. Oscar from waking up the next chosen undead. Oh yeah. Like Oscar is the final fight as opposed to Gwen, you're playing it in, in reverse. There's shades of that too with the Oscar content stuff. What? So, you know, I mean, we we talked about this. Like the Oscar was originally a bigger part of the game. Oh, he was like a rival he, for you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. He chooses Sorry, whatever yeah. serpent you don't. Yeah. Um, and eventually becomes a fight. Like that would be a cool. Uh, that'd be a cool thing just to add, even as it was too into New Game Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, I could all those audio files are there, and he's just an NPC. Yeah. That that could get modded in. I wonder if anyone's done that. Yeah. Um, I feel like you can mod in Oscar's original quest line because people modded in the um, what's his head? Uh, the the guy, the Shiva, of the East who invades you in the painted world. Yep. Like they modded that back in hmm. or where you invade him rather with the, the second black eye orb. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I wonder if they, anyone's modded that in because the audio is all there. Yeah. But yeah, there's lots of cool ideas for like remix things to do. Like when you say start at a random place, that makes me think of like a randomized Isaac version. Yeah. Or not like like a a, random place, but like pick one that is like distant, like put you in Ash Lake to work your way up. I know that sucks, but yeah, yeah. (laughs) maybe maybe don't pick Ash Lake. (laughs) Yeah. Pick a different one. (laughs) (laughs) Guys. (laughs) We're Ash Lake bullies. (laughs) It's like us behind the school punching you in the stomach saying Ash Lake sucks and then taking your lunch money. (laughs) Yeah, I'm yeah. a little disappointed we get didn't have a direct conflict about Ash Lake in the last episode. So I, I, I like Ash. <laughs> There's yeah. no conflict. Like I like Ash Lake. I just, uh, you know, I just want there to be things to do there. Yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty. I think it's a it's 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 a wonderful like concept for the cosmology. I, yeah, I wish there was more play. It's There's weird that the hides are there. 
Yeah. I hate that there's a Hydra there. It's cool that he jumps out of the water, but that whole area down there ends up feeling a little bit like popopery with enemies. Yeah. Like here's mushrooms and here's basilisks and here's uh, oysters again. And like, it just makes the whole area feel like I, they, at one point they had more they were going to do with it and then they didn't, yeah, yeah. which kind of bums me out. Yep. Yeah. Uh, John, what, is, uh, what does Alex say? Alex says via contact. Thanks so much for making Bonfireside Chat. The podcast, like Dark Souls itself, came along at the right time for me in my personal life and has been a constant companion through the series, including marathon, throwing myself against a brick wall, boss run sessions, and occasional grind for souls, vials, and titanite. You provided me a context and a passion for the games that enriched my own experience playing them, and I am grateful for all the work you have you have done to help make my playthroughs that much more engaging. Kudos to you on having created such an amazing document of the series. I am excited for what comes next. A question for you guys. Having played Dark Souls many times over, what areas or bosses do you skip? I find myself never bothering with the front entrance to Blighttown or revisiting Ash Lake. Are there any parts of the game you routinely pass on uh, due to them being a pain in the ass or just boring? Uh, the lava portion of Lost Isolith. Yeah, or like you mean just like rush through? Rather? Oh, I, I use I, I use my humanity to get to the uh, to get the, to the elevator. I, I find that way more tedious than going through the lava. Like mm. I hate only doing one humanity at a time mm. uh, through there. Like I, I like I don't know what it is, but that drives me nuts. Yeah, I, um, I really don't like that lava. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't mean I don't like the lava either. The, the lava is bad, but I don't. Uh, I, I I rush through that. I don't I don't savor it. Um, I I skip through the the front entrance of Blight Town. Yeah. yeah, I think it's actually interesting and not as you know it's not as bad as people say it is, but um, I just think it's more fun to to just kind of get there and get down to the the lower level, which I think is the the more interesting, more fun part. Yeah, yeah, I do the same thing. I yeah. do the same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah and there's and no reason. A, there's no reason to go to Ash Lake unless you want that covenant or unless you just want to soak in the scenery. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I do. I generally don't don't go down there. Um, I almost always do other optional stuff. I like the depths actually. Yep. I know it is optional, but I actually like it, so I tend to go do it. It's a good area. Um, yeah. I think that's like a wireframe. You know, it's a sewer level, which is kind of generic, but like I think wireframe that's a good level. Yes. Um, and then I you know always do painted world. I do dark and Orlando. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't always fight Calamite uh, when I'm doing kind of a run through that includes the DLCs. Yeah. Um, I don't. I like that fight, but I don't. Uh, I don't know. I don't always just kind of, I'm not always up for it. I appreciated it more this time being one of two good dragon fights in the entire series. Yeah. yeah. It is cool that, you know, it's, it's rare. <laughs> That's true. Yep. yep. Um, yeah. But other than that, I, I do all this stuff. And sometimes I guess also I have stopped a playthrough and just like decided not to beat Manus too. Oh yeah. Like I usually play Artorias, but like, I don't actually like the, the Manus fight all that much. No, um, and don't feel that bad skipping it. Yeah, Lost Illusil itself is very good. Um, that was oh, actually yeah. a well, runner, that... that was a runner up for my best area last episode actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, Illusil is great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like the, the city, like it's it's a cool uh, take on the Berg. Yeah. Essentially, like a more crumbling, more falling apart Berg, and that has weird stuff too. You get that medallion mm-hmm. and that door you had to open by shining a torch. Like <laughs> there, there's some some good weird, good weird going on there. Yeah, yeah. The DLC um, is awesome. It's really, it's a great area. It's phenomenal. Yeah. And jealous you got to play it. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, kind of for, for the first time. That's very cool. Yeah. 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 
Um, oh, yeah, that's, that's one thing we didn't really talk about, but that kind of esoteric bullshit you get to get into that DLC. Mm-hmm. That would have been a bummer for me if I would have thought about it, probably. Yeah. Because um, it's like I, they level gated appropriately, but just, you know, somebody wrote, um, I think one of the Milk Elroys wrote an essay about that specifically yeah that was that 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 was justin uh around around the time that uh around the time that uh, i think the dark souls 2 dlc came out basically decrying the fact that you have to be midway through a playthrough in order to do this new stuff i i could have sworn something else maybe i'm thinking of something different but it was specifically about the way to get there Hmm. it wasn't about it being level gated because if it's not being level gated like i don't know you know like it's got to be there's nothing to do about that right you know like there's not but the the idea that like you have to kind of follow this dumb trail of breadcrumbs to get there is like kind of cool and kind of obnoxious. Mm-hmm. You have to so. go there what three times before you can actually go there. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's a, uh, it's weird. And then like all the stuff with like dust cannot appearing unless you like quit out of the game and stuff. Like it's just, it's just some, some esoterica. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so this, uh, we're, we're getting ready to the, we're, we're going to come in for a landing here and we're going to talk about the people who just said nice things to us. Uh, before yes. we do that, we're going to let John go. Uh, yes. just so we can be so cool and I can be alone. We, <laughs> yes. we came into this world alone. We'll leave it alone. Um, everyone fair, dies alone. <laughs> yeah. um, so, uh, John, um, again, uh, thank you again for joining us and thank you for your yes. support over the years. Like it's, yes. it's been very, uh, it's been very helpful and important. And I know the show has been important to you guys and I know you're hearing this a lot, but it's, it's very, very important to your listeners too. I think you've heard that over and over again and I know that's sinking in, but it's been very important to me personally. Um, you know, you guys are doing good work, so I really appreciate it. John, you're killing me. Okay. Yeah. I'm just trying to set you up. Been, <laughs> no, I, I, I appreciate it. I decided it. I was going to go into this all positive, but now I'm going to bring it down. You're <laughs> not no, bringing me down. You're bringing me up. Yeah. No, thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, yes, John. Thank you really guys. do appreciate thank it. very much. Uh, where can people find you online again? Yes, um, I can be found online. My Twitter is JD Hurst. I'd like to, if it's okay, I'd just say hi to my daughters, Maggie and Addie. Oh, yeah. Someday when they're, you know, old enough to hear me cursing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They may remember I had a brief, dad did brief a one, of t- one time. So. Where it's like, oh, they listen. And it's just like, oh, man, I, I've said some real vile shit. Like, we <laughs> we talked a lot about fuckings on, on this, <laughs> this podcast. But I apologize for any kids who have. Yeah. Oh, uh, no, it's going to be a long time. It's a three-year-old and a five-month-old. So they got a ways to go. <laughs> oh, sure. oh, well, that's very sweet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, well thank you very much guys excellent show um everyone keep supporting and um thank you so much for the opportunity to be here well thank you for your support thanks john you guys take care and um good luck going forward And for the final portion, uh, just fun in, which mostly this is just people saying nice things about us, which is fun, uh, but it is not uh, it is not just fun in because it will be emotional. Yeah. Uh, hopefully it is. Uh, nobody took this opportunity to, to really cut us down uh, uh, here well, at the end. And, yeah, he uh, says like, with irony, knowing what's coming first. Yeah. The, the, um, <laughs> so I'm uh, going to go ahead and uh, I'll get to start here with Sirg, uh, one of a member of our community who says via Patreon. Uh, Why well, know it sucks to have your favorite game in the franchise come out and let you down. Uh, my first such dick kick was Star Control 3. Uh, as the non-infrequent target of some blast, y'all can suck it <laughs> that the Surge came out this year and ate Dark Souls 3's fucking lunch on competent game design in this space. <laughs> uh, we won't go out on Lords of the Fallen 2, Zerg, you said. Bet you wish you did now, huh? 
ruined city boys. I think he means ring city boys. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> All right. So, okay. Uh, fair play in two ways. First, we have given Cirque some blasts. Uh, Cirque deserves all that blast, man. Like you, you can't, <laughs> like you can't say like Lords of the Fallen is better than Dark Souls and like just get away with it. And here's the thing about Cirque that you learn <laughs> through interaction with him is he doesn't want to get away with it. No. Like there, there is there is an impish glee to these terrible opinions that he has, and this is exactly what he wants. So weep not for Cirque. <laughs> I was also going to say Cirque has been a very generous supporter, and uh, he bought and dare I say earned. Uh, his chance to uh, to share his peace. He totally did. Yeah. Like he is, he has been very generous and also weep not for him. <laughs> <laughs> so that is that he, I mean, I just, I just think that, you know, you know what, you know what you're getting into. Right. Like I will, I will get on the slack and uh, I, I try not to like, just jump like Kool-Aid man. And I'm not saying Cirque does this, but I try not to Kool-Aid into a man and say, an, Kool-Aid man into a room and say an unpopular opinion. Uh-huh. But there are definitely times where like things will come up and I know that like, <laughs> It's a, it's a discussion, and it's like, oh, this is going to invite some, you know, some some disagreement and some some dunking on me. Uh-huh. You know, it's just a cross you, you choose to bear. Right, right. You're not born with any cross, like this cross. <laughs> right. So, but I, I, I do want to play the Surge. I almost uh, bought it. It was on, sale, it was on sale here recently for like, yeah. like like 30 bucks. I think 20. 20 is my, is my line. 20 is what I need. Um, enough people have said that it is like the Ring City hard. Mm. which I'm not interested in. Like, right, it's like, right. there are bosses with one hit kills, things like that. And like, I'm just not ready for that right yeah. now. I am having such a good time doing WAF games that are uh, in some ways, not meaningfully challenging, but are still like, just go down a bit easier. Mm-hmm. You know, like I just beat Arkham Asylum and it's like, I have that game's not perfect. I'm looking forward to talking about it. It does some great things. It does some stupid things, but it's like, it's not, one hit kill bosses right and and stuff like it is still it feels like a video game <laughs> like it, does, it follows video game rules you know it right. doesn't follow souls rules so like uh i i've been enjoying kind of slumming it yeah uh, outside um, of that ecosystem pe- pe- people sometimes write in you know they haven't been they haven't been kept current on the show and don't know what we are going to do you know they're they're not sure like oh the surge comes out it makes sense for bonfire side chat to do this that's fine we don't expect everybody to stay current uh, the Surge seems like a fine game to talk about for 15 minutes on the level. Yeah. Unless it turns out or, to be, like, fucking amazing, and then I can... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, like, it turns out to be great, we both like it, and then we do a watch out for fireballs on it. Yeah. Because, again, the, the advantage of our flexible content means, like, nothing is gone forever. Uh-huh. You know, or a flexible kind of arrangement with that. So, like, if we both try it when it gets down to 20 bucks and we're like, you know what? This is really good. This is yeah. scratching that itch. We can slot it in. There's no governing body, as, <laughs> you know, as, as we, I am fond of pointing out. So, like, we you know, we may still end up covering that. And I do right. want to try it. I have an open mm-hmm. mind about the surge. Yeah. Uh, is what I want to stress. Yep. An open mind about the surge and a surge. Let's let, let's say a, a a tolerance for the surge. No, I, I really, have an, I, really I, I like surge. I like surge a lot. I just yeah. think it is it is funny. Yeah, it, um, it is pretty funny. funny. Again, it is it is meant to be. Yep. <laughs> it is not uh, condescending to, to say he's being funny. Right. Uh, Marcus writes via contact. Um, I started listening with WAF and ended up uh, looking up on Fireside Chat since I had to learn what all this Dark Souls stuff you kept mentioning was. Yeah, that was a weird couple months, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I still haven't beat any of the games since I keep creating new characters and trying out new build, uh, new builds. Yeah, uh, I keep trying to be- know <laughs> new builds, uh, but I have not been disappointed. My question is this: 
How has creating the more somber and self-reflective bonfireside chat affected your other projects? Not just how you approach abject suffering and wafts, but also uh, birthings like Gary's World of Darkness. Uh, what has cha- <laughs> uh, what has changed, and what in turn changed bonfireside chat? Anyway, you guys are one of the <laughs> uh, one of the teams uh, that got me into podcasts in the first place, and I thank you all so much for all your hard work. I think that's Gary's Souls of Darkness. Gary's Worlds of Darkness is what happens when I close my eyes at night. Yeah, uh, yeah. just in general. So it's when you go out on the street and throw your dice. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. so go out to an alley and look for crime fun. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I know. It's yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Like, so from from my perspective, if our output here um, has been darker and more somber than our other stuff, um, that is entirely just due to the sometimes horrible things that we talk about in the course of describing what happens in these games. I mean, they're heavy stuff, but like in general, I don't feel like they are, this is a substantially different product tonally uh, than the other stuff that we do. Oh, I, I, I have a very different answer for that. I'm not trying oh, to wow. correct you, but for me, it is very different than that. Cause I think that we, we frequently talk about very dark things on other shows and have a more similar tone. I think it's guests hmm. um, almost entirely. Like even though yeah, guests have that, been good, guests sense. are really good. Uh-huh. But you, you and I both like tend to be more on our best behavior when we're like, shit, Austin Walker's here. Like, yeah, you know, not yeah. that like Austin isn't funny. And I don't think that I just not like, I think he will judge me. It's just somebody, like it's Austin, weird to have Austin somebody listens, He would be around. down. Yeah. 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 It's just, it's just very hard to be around somebody you admire. You know what? Like th- that, that oversight is just, it, it is literally just a function of the fact that like, it's been a while since we've had, um, guests like an Austin Walker on. Yeah. We, I mean, it's and it's not like and even when you have guests, other guests who are not like I'm not intimidated by. And I don't mean uh, that as like offensive to John or anything. No, like John's no. Great. Or any but other like, people who've been on for this for this particular season. Like we totally. very consciously went back and got people from the community, you know, to be yeah. on for this. And it's worked out really, really well. And even yeah. then, like I act different yeah, than when yeah. it's just me and you than I do when there are other people around. Yeah. When it's the two of us, we're trying to entertain each other. When somebody else is here, like we are trying to create an opportunity to like talk about the focus at hand as opposed yeah. to like both of us trying to make each other laugh, you know, and make room for, for them to, to have their thing and make sure they feel uh, respected and welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Things which like, I think that's good. I'm not complaining about that. No. no. Um, yeah. By any means. It's just, I think that does account for that different tone. Yeah. You so know. this ends up being a little bit, and there are other things that we can do for tone, right? Like, so the um, pilot for heartbeat city just came out and mm-hmm. that has a very different tone and that's, intentional that is yeah very specifically trying to control tone because of a outcome like an aesthetic outcome that yeah i want to have happen yeah or like sensitivities like we are talking about things that are very fundamental to each to each uh kind of listener and uh kind of like questioners human condition right like yes. yeah yeah it is uh it's important you know it's important to take that kind of thing with a with a at least for me like other people you know that kind of stuff is, is joke city. It's just not for me. Right. And, uh, and I also think we have enough shows on the network that are joke city. Like somebody had pitched a version of, of heartbeat city that was more kind of digression focused. And it's like, we have a show that's all digression. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like we, we did an episode of abject suffering recently where it was 20 minutes of like just straight up piss talk <laughs> the, uh, before the, we, the, the, the real golden stuff, yeah. the real golden stuff kept bringing it up. <laughs> and, and we didn't really get to the game until like 10 minutes at the end. And like, that sounds like we're like I'm doing a bit or anything. It just happened naturally because 
<laughs> that's what happens when we have no reason not to. Right. right. That's the, that's the expression of what you're talking about, Cole, where it's like just us trying to make each other laugh rather than, yeah, you know, which is good. I'm glad people, there's an audience for that. And uh-huh. I think it's really fun, but yeah, it's very different than bonfire said chat, which is very focused. Like we just have a, an agenda. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, in terms of how this has affected other stuff, like zooming in this close for this long, having a show where we just do these very granular, granular looks has sharpened my saw to, you know, I think a ridiculous degree, who knows how much that applies and shows up elsewhere, but like this close of a look, it feels a little bit like training in dual gravity. Yeah. It's a, it's just, it's a different, it's a different tool, Yeah, which I like, you know, and it ends up being different than, you know, WAF is already close up because other old games shows. Uh, you know, or at least the ones I, you know, I mostly listen to Retronauts, which I love, right? Like, this is not me, but they tend to be pretty zoomed out because they look at a series. Um, and then I was like, what if we zoom out or zoom in further than that? And then Bonfire Side Chat is the ultimate zoom in right. um, that we have. So it is like kind of different ways of looking at it that I think are fun and worthwhile. Yes. Um, and then like Souls of Darkness. So that's what I want to talk about at the end. We wrap that up because that is a weird thing that I was thinking about today as I was working on the the second book that I'm doing in that like series in Gary Butterfield's Worlds of Darkness, um, that uh, I was just like, man, when I think about everything Bonfire Side Chat has done for me, that's not something I think about all that often, but it is ridiculously huge. Yes. So it uh, would not exist without Bonfire Side Chat. So mm-hmm. um, I'm putting up a marker in there and talk about that later. <laughs> uh, Roop says via contact. Uh, thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. As I found the Souls series, I found your podcast and podcasts in general. I played Souls games to take a break from my stressful studies at University of Applied Sciences. Uh, Sciences. Uh, I've had a mild depression for almost 10 years, and I uh, always try to take my mind elsewhere with things. By far, the best combination has been a moderate amount of alcohol, Souls games, and your big brothery voices in my headphones. <laughs> uh, Souls may be gone, but the memories will remain. Thank you. Yeah. Um, we got a lot of responses that are very similar to this in terms of um, helping people through spots. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's more than we could include in any single episode, either for length concerns or for taste concerns. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it, it just, we need to call our shots with that. I've read every single one of those. Um, and that resonates very loudly for me, you know, something that, you know, I don't know if I'm good at, but something I've, you know, am happy to be able to do, even if accidentally, just by being a goofball with microphone is, you know, help ease somebody else's burden in some way you know, mm-hmm. however trivial. And so to get that back, you know, on top of the other stuff, like, oh, you helped me um, understand these games better or you made my workday go better. Um, that means a tremendous amount to me personally. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mentioned this a bunch, but the work thing is always huge for me. Yeah. Because uh, work sucks. And being, <laughs> you know, going through having a job you don't like is one of the great, like, you know, this is the, there, there's, editorials being written about shitty millennials right now about how this is a bad attitude, but I don't care uh, that it is a huge, huge, huge cost. Yeah. Uh, just kind of the idea that like in, in general, I was going to say in this country, I actually feel like this is pretty widespread uh, that just most people don't like their jobs. Mm. Um, you know, most of what you do, you just go in and it's like, well, this is just a paycheck and fuck, yeah. you know, like there, there's media about it. Like we have like people write plays, people do movies about it. Like it is part of the human condition that we just kind of are okay with. Mm-hmm. And it's just a huge, huge cost. Yeah. Um, so anything that can kind of ameliorate that, I think, is is great. Yeah. You know, it it is, you know, the God bless you if you find satisfaction in the work that you do. You know, if there is some kind of, you know, self-improvement that happens out of that. 
doesn't happen for a lot of people. And certainly, even if you are one of those fortunate few, it doesn't happen all of the time. Looking back yeah. to the themes of this series, um, you know, stuff like entertainment, regardless of where you find it, whether it's in two dipshits talking about a video game um, or, you know, any other thing, like anytime you can take a moment for yourself and reclaim your hum- humanity and live some kind of life outside of the immediate sphere that has you generating value for somebody else is immensely valuable. And you have to grab and cling to every single one of those scraps that is there. Yeah. It's you doing something for yourself as opposed to like just putting in this, this labor for other people, you know, which is, which is kind of dehumanizing, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so yeah. Uh, what does Trond have to say? Trond says with their amazing name via Patreon, um, hey, Gary and Cole, and of course, your honored Patreon guest. Uh, sorry. Uh, oh, I, we'll I, tell John. Yeah, we'll tell John. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we'll tell John by having him listen to this part, I suppose. I don't know. Yeah. Um, my soul's journey started uh, when my wife bought me Dark Souls 2. Not because she knew the game, but because she knew me. Already before I started looking up lore on the game online, or I found this podcast, something in the game drew me in. The unique merger of narrative gameplay and world building on offer made sure that Easter was filled with my journey through Jang like the first time the pursuer dropped on my head, the reveal of Vendrick or the realization of who the last giant really is. My first mimic attack uh, are all of those moments uh, that will stay with me. I know many consider dark souls two to be the redheaded stepchild. Hey, wait a minute. I resent that. That's you, me. You are a redhead such a child. I am, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but to me, it is the game that I come back to again and again. The incredible build variety, many of the NPCs, Lucatiel and Vendrick especially, um, and the way uh, gameplay and narrative intertwine makes this uh, one of my favorite games of all time. I found Bonfires at Chat searching for other people who loved the game and fell in love with the show immediately. Uh, the game didn't really hit hard, in Norway until Dark Souls 3 and other Souls-obsessed people uh, uh, were few and far between. The blend of insight, knowledge, and humor you guys bring to the games are a treat to listen to, uh, and you have given me countless hours uh, of enjoyment as you endlessly pour over these rich and detailed worlds. Uh, It's even been uh, good to have someone to commiserate with about the ending of Dark Souls 3 and the strange finality of the Souls series stopping, probably. Though I hate to see Bonfire Side Chat go, I love that this will give you more time to do Watch Out for Fireballs, Abject Suffering, Monster in My Podcast, and all the other great shows that fill up my podcast feed. Thank you for all the years, and I look forward to the times ahead. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, and we love, uh, you know, we love Dark Souls 2 as well, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, you should hook up with uh, or listen to the Twin Humanities episodes where yes. CJ talks about that. He is one of the uh, the the pod community's biggest Dark Souls 2 ambassadors. Yes. Um, so he yeah. has, definitely has stuff to say about that. Yeah. And I always get a kick out of um, hearing that people from, I mean, other countries, yes, but non-English speaking countries, you know, mm-hmm. call me provincial if you want. I don't I don't know what the actual word for that is, um, but um, it is awesome to know uh, that our reach goes out that goes out like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. So we appreciate it. We're, we're happy to uh, happy to help. Um, Matt says via Patreon, <clears throat> Hey guys, no real question, just praise. 
After playing Dark Souls 1 and 2, I went back and played Demon Souls and was hungry for content on that game. That's how I came to find Bonfires I Chat and the rest of the Duckfeed network. I've gone back from that point and listened to all prior seasons and pretty much all of WAF, uh, Abject Suffering, and Abject Suffering, and I now eagerly wait each new episode, along with File Underwater. Thank you. Bless your heart. Yeah. Um, in a good way. I, yeah. The, <laughs> not not, um, not I, in the Southern way that Arya yeah. would use it. <laughs> yes, I, uh, I, I'm still getting used to that being an insult somehow. Um, <laughs> my views on the Souls series mostly track yours. A little friendlier to Bloodborne, a little harsher on Dark Souls 3 than you are. Wow. Um, <laughs> and I salute your decision to put Bonfire Side Chat to rest gracefully. I'm excited about your future projects. Uh, congrats on your great work. It's really encouraging to see that gaming can support a thoughtful and tolerant community like the one you guys have cultivated. It's a real comfort just to know that there are so many nice people on the internet. It is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's... Uh, something we live with and is a benefit to our life every day is, is knowing that you're out there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And while harsher on dark souls three than we are, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't think that such things, according to, to certain emails I've received, I didn't yeah. think things are possible. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would hate to see your Twitter ads. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, good luck, man. Um, yeah. The, uh, yeah. So yeah, thank you. And thanks for listening to file underwater, which like, uh, I'm very proud of. And we'll it's very, it's like actually the closest thing to this in our pod Uber yeah. that we do. Like it's very similar to bonfire side chat just for mm-hmm. something that less people care about. Yeah. And the, uh, you know, but I hope that people will discover it kind of as time goes on. Yeah. I mean, it's going, uh, to, it's going to exist as a document, no pun intended, um, yes. for people to check out. And if I'm, if I can make a hail Mary pass here and say like, one of the key resistances that we've seen is like, oh, I don't like REM. Like REM is a pretty diverse band. Like they've done a lot of stuff that maybe you don't know about. Um, listen to it and uh, see if something uh, tickles your fancy because yeah, see, reckoning it, it does might, not sound like you. out of time. Yeah, it might convince you. Yeah, it might or it might not. In which case, yeah. thank you for giving us and them a shot. Yeah, it doesn't. I'm not hanging up any of my uh, my happiness and other people liking REM for sure. I'm no, not saying you are, no. but. Yeah. No. it's just uh it'd be cool if, if you give it a shot and you might mm-hmm. like the uh the show as well yeah and if not that's also okay i understand there are only so many hours in a day oh yeah for sure yeah, yeah. It, it, it it is a hard sell we kind of knew that when we went into it uh we know it now for sure yeah um, but it's fun Didn't to make yeah. um yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're like a really popular band i didn't expect yeah yeah um, i didn't expect I, you know not that again it's not a disaster it's no. just uh something something has to be the least listened to show on the network oh yeah yeah and yeah. uh those damn ross kids was taking a beating for quite a while yeah, yeah. so it's a it's a it's a favorite thanks you're welcome chris <laughs> so, um, <laughs> um so justin gut writes in via patreon saying justin gut that it's is a, a good name. It, I, is, I, it is a very good name. He's a cool guy. I've, I've talked to yeah. him over email. I like it. I like, I like God as a last name. Yeah. It's, it's two T's too. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, I came to bonfire side chat after hearing your ad that you ran on, uh, my brother, my brother and me, I think it was a terrific pleasure to discover that people loved the soul series as much as I did since I couldn't get any of my friends to play dark souls beyond the undead parish. I now listen to several other Duckfeed shows and I'm proud to support the network, but Bonfireside Chat's demise still saddens me, especially since it serves as a reminder that the Souls series too is done. Thank you, Cole and Gary, for letting me ride along in your Lord Ren tour bus. I'll never forget it. Aw. Thanks, Justin. Yeah. 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 Um, thanks for giving uh thanks for supporting us and thank you for checking out the rest of the network. Yeah. Um I appreciate it. 
I forget if uh, if if if, if uh, John said that on the uh, episode, but he came by the my brother, my brother, and me ad too. He did. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did mention that. So, yeah, we should. Uh, that that was that was a good idea. Thank it you. is hard to figure out what to do. It really uh, is to advertise. Yeah, yeah. So, it is. Uh, you know, I'm glad when something like that works out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and then finally, uh, final uh, response. Here's Allison Baker, uh, my friend and yours. Yes. Uh, says via Patreon. Uh, all I really came to say is thank you. Uh, thank you to Gary and Cole for all their hard work and for being my friend. Uh, thank you to the wonderful Duckfeed community who continues to impress me daily with its amazing kindness and generosity. Uh, thank you to Bonfireside Chat for introducing me to Duckfeed in the first place. And finally, thank you to Dark Souls, because without it, there would be no Bonfireside Chat. Uh, five years ago, if you had told me that I, listening to a podcast would completely change my life, uh, I probably wouldn't have believed you, but here we are. Bonfireside Chat will be missed, but never forgotten. Also, fuck Gale. Um, yeah, fuck Gale. <laughs> yeah. Didn't want to end it on too sweet of a note. Remember yeah. who we are. Remember. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, Allison is, you know, Allison is great. Allison is, you know, more than great. Like, me and Allison are buddies. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's something that came from the show where it's like, you know, me and Allison, like, will chat and talk about feelings. Mm-hmm. You know, which is like not a, uh, that's a, that's a second level friendship thing. Yeah. You know, uh, that's not a first level friendship thing, um, you know, and that's uh, that's directly resultant yeah. of this. So, um, yeah, think, thanks, Allison. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Fuck, fuck Gail to you. Um, <laughs> and, a, um, and a merry fuck Gail to us all. Yeah. And a Gail fucking everyone. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's um, do I talk. Let's talk about the show. Yeah. Uh, before we go. Thanks, everybody, for writing in. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so I real quick, like the, just moving on from that, like that is the uh, probably the coolest thing that this did. Oh, without you know, question. Was, yeah. Oh, my God. Got to meet, um, you know, a lot of really great people. Yeah. You know who uh, you know who. And one of the things, too, and I, I don't this is not a, a back padding thing. One of the things because it's intentional and like it's a choice. We wanted to do this. Um I really like that we have made this show and made this network where we can fold people into things. Mm-hmm. So we have things like having Jeremy on a show. And when we have, uh, you know, you, you've had Allison, we've had Allison on this show. Um, she's been on radio free wind world and stuff. Like we have like, you know, Brian Wade has been on things. Um, we did that D and D, uh, session with him, Yeah, you know, where we have people who, uh, who are in the community who we can kind of fold in and like interact with. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's, uh, I think that's cool. Yeah, and and that isn't done from like a place of like authority, like oh, we have deigned to have them on. Like, have you have you listened to us? <laughs> like, you know, it's it's mm-hmm. because we know they have something to contribute. You know, yeah. like we we know that like that like they are a huge portion of like what makes this thing worthwhile. You yeah, know? and it, it's been one of the things that I will like uh, like uh, a bonfire side chat regret. Um, and in the souls of Gories is like, you know, and, and this is just how it is, is we're, we're both very sensitive, uh, people. So like, I wish that this kind of stuff was what I could take to heart when like people were being dicks, Yeah, yeah. you know? And what you, again, we talk about that, like it was a month long thing where nothing, it was nothing but people being dicks. No. I'm just, you know, just sensitive about it. And now in retrospect, that seems so silly and stupid, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it seems like super small. Um, <laughs> and I wish that I had spent less time worrying about it. 
Uh, it's just, you know. it's not something you can know in the, in, in, in like yeah. the time it would take, a, I mean, it would take it to bigger person than me definitely to, you know, to realize that like where, where I'm at with it now is just hoping, hopefully with not like too much like sanctimony, hopefully this is just like magnanimousness or whatever the proper word for that is, is like magnanimousness, magna, magna, magnanimity, magnanimous. Yeah. 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 <laughs> No, um, is that like, you know, like I, I've agonized about this, like doing the show has brought more attention to us in very good ways, but also in some like oh, k- kind of hurtful ways or whatever. Like now that's in the distance. We're going to get some trickles in of people listening to us and saying like, oh, this is you guys were wrong about X, Y and Z. And like that was four years ago, dog. Why are yeah. you saying that? <laughs> Just like, OK, yeah. OK, yeah. OK, F- fine. You know yeah. um, what? I, what I wish and where I where I'm at now with this, now that we've achieved some kind of distance is like I've grown by having that. And gotten a little bit better about learning how to recognize what other people's point of views are, but also how to understand, you know, my relationship with that. Like that, that has been a growth center for me to put this in gross corporate speak or whatever. All I can hope is if we have made you angry, you know, even if you count yourself, if you've listened all the way through to the end, we have shed a lot of people. I hope that if we have made you angry, we have gotten through and at least communicated your point of view um, as well as we can, you know, yeah. I hope that both of us, regardless of whatever anguish has come out of those interactions, um, have been able to grow on the other side of it. Like that is yeah. literally all that can happen on the back of something is ultimately trivial, uh, as, uh, opinions about games. However, yeah. opinions about like social justice kind of stuff, which is really hard to ignore because this was a little bit of a ground zero for that. Um, I, I hope you come around to our side of you know, I, I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely people who, for whom that was a weird bugbear on the show. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I, you know, I feel comfortable saying like, no, the problem is you, uh, you know, if that, yeah. if that's your thing, like yeah. there's definitely been some Facebook interactions where I'm like, oh no, there's no uh, yeah. doubt. This guy is the fucking asshole, uh, here. <laughs> right. you know, cause that's yeah. non-negotiable. Like it's, yeah. that, um, that, that, that's in the moment. It's been several uh, years, I think since like the worst of that, like the parts that, uh dealt most with video game kind of stuff um we all grow over time we all get better about this stuff sometimes we get worse if you're by some you know miracle still listening to this maybe over time um that stuff is started to make more sense that is what i want yeah yeah i mean it's not that long ago like a month ago some guy used that pretty terrible slur on our facebook page like yeah you know it's it's actually not uh but it's 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 rare you know, yeah. so giving that outsized importance is, is part of that, you know, general uh, kind of regret about that. And I hope those people eventually figure it out. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, uh, the uh, and in general with the show, like. Uh, not only it's just it's just crazy to, like, think about the opportunities that have been afforded to me, you know, for the show, like got to uh, make lots of friends, you know, which is the most important part. I'm not listing it first because it's the least important. It's actually mm-hmm. the most important part. But um, I just we already talked about it. Uh, met a lot of people who I admire, yep. um, you know, through this. And that's, uh, that's really cool. Yeah. You know, that's, that's an opportunity. Not everybody gets right. Um, uh, you know, so, uh, had a lot of people, great people on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, you know, got to do things like going and doing that Ohio convention was very fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was a cool thing to mm-hmm. be able to do. Like just, this is a cool thing Yeah, uh, Gar- that I ordinarily wouldn't be able to do. <laughs> Gary, we're in a book. 
So, yeah. Somebody, yeah, we, yeah. So somebody saw fit to commit our bullshit to print. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like we, we, you know, we're in, we're in you die that Jason, Jason did who approached us, which is very flattering. Cause yeah. like he's a great writer and I've been a he fan is. of his for a long time. Yeah. Um, you know, and then, uh, down to, you know, when we, uh, a minor thing, but like when we had Austin on, mm-hmm. had Austin Walker on and he was like, yeah, when I was in grad school, like I used to listen to like you guys while walking to class and it's like, dude, you're like a brilliant dude. <laughs> yeah. You know, like you, you were, you were, you were a very, very smart good person right and that is really really flattering it is uh, <laughs> that, you know. that you gave us your time and attention um yeah, uh, yeah i don't know i don't know how to finish that sorry yeah it's just it's just, it's just it's it's can't uh it's one of those things that like in general trying to be more in my life of just being like if this isn't nice what is yeah. right you know yeah. like that have that that feeling and the show is full of that, those things mm-hmm. where i have to if I'm being mindful and thinking about it, it's just like you have to step back and there's really nothing to just like, wow. Yeah. You know, like it is, uh, you know, I don't think like, I, you know, somebody in the thing wrote, brought up souls of darkness, which is like, got to make a book. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't have been able to without the show. Like, I think that if I had just pitched that general idea without the dark souls connection mm-hmm. and without this fandom support, I don't think I would have raised enough money. Right. Um, you know, I think that is something that is directly on the back of like, you know, the show and like, it's not for nothing. It's not like, you know, that's not, we didn't earn it. It's just a cool thing that, you know, is part of my life now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, I'm not trying to downplay it as like, Oh, this is an accidental thing that happened. And like, we had nothing to do with it. I just want to be grateful for it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like, I'll give us some credit for it. Not too much, but some credit for it. And also I want to be actively grateful for the ways this has changed my life. Like life, like it's not just like income. It's also like, you know, I was able to, I'm able to see that. And then I mm-hmm. was able to do the second one, which I'm like working on now, which feels really good. Yeah. Um, we were, we were in that book. Uh, uh, Phil Kohler like interviewed us for a thing that I don't think came up or if it did, he never tweeted us um, <laughs> no, it, about it, the it, ending of the show. Yeah. It didn't, it didn't come up, but um, yeah, yeah, it will. It's um, hopefully I didn't just break an embargo or anything. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think I did. Um, the, uh, so like there's, there's really cool things like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, I, I opportunities that have opened up you know and it's hard it's hard to 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 give to give ourselves credit for that you know like there there would be people who would say you know like who would respond to my instinct to say like opportunities that came up from nowhere they would say like oh you guys put a lot of work into this etc like i'm i'm talking with my buddy and like getting a chance to listen and talk with people i really respect and people i like a lot about games that i really like you know like all of these other things on top of it. I'm not sandbagging here. God, it sounds like I'm sandbagging. Um, well, I think, I think what you're, what you're getting around and it's the same thing that's true of me is that the reason why we sandbag or have this kind of humility angle is that what we're doing, like it is a lot of work, but it's all fun work we wanted to do. Right. Right. You know, so that kind of makes it feel like something that happened to us rather than something we did. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and just like, it's just generally like hard for me not to do that. And some people, one of the things I've liked about these last four episodes, like I'm really happy that we're going out doing good work. Yeah. Um, you know, we're not going out on the dark mouse episode and <laughs> the, uh, you know, one of the things is like, you know, we, we talked about it and we're like, you know, do we include when people say nice things about us? Do we want to read that stuff? And we, we ultimately decided to, and this is the first time in my life I'm realizing that like I've thrown myself a party for an occasion. <laughs> um, in any way, like I just don't do that. Right. Um, right. And the, the sad reason why is that I don't, have a lot of family and I, I don't have people in my life to do those things. So it is 
arrogant it always feels to me to be like, hey, I, I graduated college. I'm going to throw mm. myself a thing. Yeah. Or, hey, I put out a book. I'm going to put throw myself a thing. Yeah. Um, there's yeah. nobody around to do that. Yeah. Um, this is the first time I've been like, hey, we have to do this. And it's been really nice. Mm-hmm. You know, like a couple of people were just like, you guys don't fucking haven't fucking earned this. And it's like, yeah, you know, but like, look at all these people who disagree with you. You know, yeah, 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 we people did. doing that. I didn't see that. Somebody wrote it in a review. Uh, in a mean review. <laughs> okay. That was like, uh, yeah, you know, so, so you, I probably saw it, but I was just, yeah, I, I disregarded it. Do you give it the yeah. quick, uh, the safety scam? Yeah. Um, to, to not ruminate on, on all the, the mean, mean nerds. Right. Right. Cause those yeah. come in like right when I wake up. So yeah, it's such a bad way to wake up. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's still nice that they feed into the slack, but like it's such a bad way to wake up when it <laughs> pops up. Um, or worse than that is if they come in late and you're like checking your phone cause you're trying to sleep. Uh huh. That's a real bad time for it too. Yeah. Um, but it's just like, it's been nice to kind of been like, you know, we're actually, you know what, we're, we're doing good work here at the end. And, uh, this is a big deal. Let's, uh, you know, let's, let's treat it as such. Mm-hmm. That's been really nice. Like, you know, I, hopefully I feel, I feel like we've given this the kind of respect and, and, uh, ceremony that it deserves. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, it, it's, it, it's hard. It's, it, it's hard to, uh, bask in that. Yeah. It, it feels, it feels very counterintuitive to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, so, so I, we, I mean, so we won't like we, we did it. We, we, we had our, our thing. And then that's, you know, cause I, something you said in the last episode is like, it's changing more on the outside than it is on the inside. Like guys, if you're sad about this, we're not, we don't die at the end. Of no, this. no, like we we're, we don't have to kill each other. We don't have to walk off a cliff. Right. Like there's, you know, we're not going to go, you know, throw, you know, fall on a sword. No, we're still around, still doing stuff. Yeah. There's and work to be done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, we're doing, we're doing more now yeah. than we were before. And and that's, uh, we're excited about it. It's good work. Like we're fine yeah. and you guys are fine. Like these episodes will be there, but also there's other stuff to listen to if you like it. And if you don't like it, the stuff, you know, the old things will still be there. Yep. You know, it's, a uh, like we're not going anywhere. It is, it is a hopeful, good thing. Yep. You know, it's a decision we made for a very good reason and a reason that we're happy with. If we were not ready to do this, we would not have done it. We would have clung. We would have, we, yeah. we would have ignored the very message of the games that we've been talking about for five and a half yeah. years, for four and, and a half years. Thing. That's the thing too, is like at some point, you know, we're on new game plus cycle six or whatever. <laughs> and it's like at some point, yeah. you know, you got to move on. Yep. Um, so it is, it is not, uh, I understand the impulse to think of it as sad. And I, when I've been sad about it, it's just being touched by that enormity of like cataloging the ways this has touched my life. Yeah. Uh, it's not sad though. It's good. Nope. And we're, we don't, we're not dying. And we did something cool that I'm very proud of. Mm-hmm. Um, and, we're, and I'm we're glad gonna, that it touched people. <laughs> we're going to continue doing cool stuff too. Yeah. You know, and that's not going to end either. I don't know how not to. So it's like, right, yeah. you know, that that's going to keep happening. I'm really glad that people, you know, when people say like, you know, it touched them or that they got into podcast or that like helped them through tough situations. Like, you know, I love that. Mm-hmm. Like what, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to call it a day, but I'm happy that I'm able to do something. Yeah. You know, um, you know, cause I, cause I want to, cause I'm trying to. Yeah. Like, it's not something that's like, oh, you know, unlike other people, I'm doing something. It's like, no, like I, it's, it's, it's a, a lot of work and a choice. And I take so much, <laughs> you know, like I have a lot, like I am so lucky to have this job. Like just as, <laughs> as much as I give to people who listen to our shows and like, are like, this got me through a really tough situation. Um, like I've never been, the only time I've been medicated for depression is when I was working a job I hated. Uh-huh. And the only time and I've like literally contemplated suicide was when I was working a job I hated. Those are the only factors, but being able to, that were, those weren't the only factors, but being able to take that and be like, I'm actually able to do something I love 
is me taking so fucking much, <laughs> yep. you know? So if, if people are listening to this and they take something from it, yeah. like that's just balancing the scales. Yeah. Like, you know, you are doing me, uh, as big a favor. And even if the, you know, not just the people who patronize us, um, even though obviously like that's a big deal, but it's also just the people who listen to it and made this justifiable. Yeah. Like I, I, you know, toiled in a podcast that nobody listened to and it broke my brain. Yeah. Um, you know, like, <laughs> you can go listen to it. It's a very yeah, you good can, podcast. You can listen to that Descent into Madness. <laughs> it is. So it, it just, I feel like, you know, when people say that, it's like, no, you know, I very genuinely like, no, thank you. You know? <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it, and, and that's another part that makes it hard to take credit for this because there is a tremendous amount of, amount of you know gratification people can see the evidence of my anxiety and depression and all of that it's it's everywhere um mm. you know but like my entire adult life has been has been marked by this you know starting kind of with watch out for fireballs and that that groundswell and that feeding into all these other cool projects and things like that like uh, you know i i work a job i really um, yeah. but I know that over time, this reality is chipping into that one, the one where people can tune in and people can, you know, give and, you know, yeah. um, uh, you know, of, of their attention and of themselves. And, you know, that, like, that is, that is helping me, um, achieve some kind of, you know, independence and, and all that is, it is, it is monumentally important to me as a person, you know, I don't identify myself as like, you know, you know, a, 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 a lot of stuff. I like to identify myself as a person who makes this, whether that's, I don't know, like any label feels chintzy and aggrandizing critic, entertainer, blah, 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 like bullshit, whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm really happy to be able to say that I, that I can do this. It is um, one of the, just kind of keystones of of me as a person and you know the person i've decided to be yeah yeah it is uh we're, we're both incredibly lucky yes you know to all doing it so it's and even uh with with the fact that we work hard yeah it takes both yes you know if everybody who worked as hard as we do uh got to build something like this then there'd be a lot more things of the size and within this ecosystem we're not even huge no no. you know so it's like it's not just working hard it's also luck and i'm very grateful for that and we wouldn't be lucky uh we wouldn't have that luck if people didn't listen to us and support us and stuff so that's the big thing and i hope people follow us uh you know on over to our other show Mm -hmm. if not there's no resentment you Mm -hmm. know go well yes um you know that would be that would be great Uh, but if not, that's also okay. I just thank everybody for listening to this and, uh, yeah. Yeah. Hey Gary, thank you for agreeing to do the show. Yeah. Thank you for playing dark souls when I wouldn't stop talking about it. Hey, thanks for introducing me to it. Yeah. Yeah. And thanks. Cool. Thanks for, you know, thank you for, uh, being my partner in this. This is, this is starting to sound like a creepy, like weird hippie (laughs) forest wedding ceremony, but thank you. Uh, you know, thank you for doing it. And thank you for everything you do on the network and stuff. And it's been, uh, it's been real good. Yeah. Like it has been, it's been a good, uh, you know, it, it's something that like came up on heartbeat city too, where it's like when two people end up in a romantic relationship, they have to be roommates as well. Like <laughs> Cole and I have the, have a good uh, rapport, but also we work together well, Yeah. uh, which isn't always true. No. <laughs> Again, another element of luck. Like yeah. it is just, uh, you know, a thousand, your life is a thousand accidents, et cetera, et cetera. Sinodoki, <laughs> you know, dot, dot MPEG. And, uh, you know, we just happen to be on the plus side of, of this. So yeah. Yeah. Oh. 
Um, um, if you're if you're listening real quick too, sorry, like I feel like I'm talking a lot. If you're listening to this and you are sad that this has gone away, uh, and you want to do a Souls podcast, do it. Yep. Uh, with our blessing, mm-hmm. like you can't use the name, but Please you don't. can. Uh, yeah, like don't do anything stupid, but you can. Uh, like I recommend other people make this stuff because there's still some life in there, and you know you you see stuff like don't give up skeleton and like, like there's still fresh takes mm-hmm. and approaches. And if you want to do like we're doing the souls like podcast and the style of bonfire side chat again, don't call it that. But if you want to want to do that, like, please do it. Yeah. You know, don't uh, I encourage anyone listening to this because it is just, uh, you know, I think we're good at what we do, but it there's no governing body. No. So nothing's stopping you from taking this torch and and running with it. Yeah. And I would even say um, if you want to adopt this format and apply it to something that is not souls, uh, lots of people have done that. You know, yeah. people who listen to our show have done, have gone and done that, uh, either Mega 10 Marathon or Metal Gear Mondays. Those are two people from our community. Um, I mean, a lot of people from our community, yeah. uh, but people who listen to the shows who said like, oh, we can apply this to something else. Um, go and do that with our blessing. Like yeah, the, try, this try is do something without M's in it. <laughs> So, yeah like unimaginative fucks <laughs> no, but do it but do it with our blessing because you know this is uh the, the this is open source again everything but the name yeah <laughs> so yeah i encourage people to do that because it is uh it's a, it's a huge privilege that we we're able to do this that we we're able to put the time into it um initially we did this while working full-time yep. um and that was really hard and that was still a privilege because we were able to support ourselves plus have some free time and free time itself is a privilege so we recognize that but if you have that and you want to use it, just don't let anybody stop you from doing it. Yeah, yeah. You can totally do it. Yeah. Don't uh, don't feel like you need to ask. Don't feel like it is something you need to hedge around. Like, mm-hmm. go forth. Walk with God or whoever you want yes. to walk with. Make the thing you want to make. Yes, absolutely. Um, and, and maybe you will be lucky as well. Yes. You know? Um, and I hope you are. You know, it's not a zero-sum game. Like, I hope that uh, it, it goes great. Yeah, I think that's I think that's it. I think so. Yeah, that's, it's weird. Um, well, no, it's it's really not it because I want to thank everybody who's guested on the show. Oh yeah, and we're going to uh, do that starting now alphabetically. Yeah, <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> oh, we, I mean, we could like there's um, but specific things. We have some um, you know some people who guest on the show, and I guess I'll I won't make surprise people with this because they might turn off the podcast mm-hmm. um wrote in little messages for us i asked them to do that because again this is the first time i've thrown myself a party for anything <laughs> uh throwing ourselves a party and i wanted to make it cool so i asked people who had guested to kind of record a little thing uh that will play at the end of this episode um i don't know what they've said yet so uh i listened to them in, and but... cried like a baby <laughs> okay <laughs> it is uh it's very nice of those those people to do that and you know thank you again i i don't want to start listing names because i know i'll end up missing people yeah, and then yeah. it'll feel like an omission but thanks everybody who've, who've been generous with their time and insight yeah um you know and and it's uh that's been that's been great yeah you know that's been that's been really special um yeah yeah so so stay tuned for that uh and praise the sun praise the sun
Hello, Gary and Cole. It's uh, me, Josh, and I'm joined by James. Hello. And uh, yes, your, your listeners might know us from Kane and Rince, but we've uh, guested on a couple of episodes of Bonfire Side Chat, and we just wanted to say a big thank you to both of you for creating such a brilliant podcast. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it was a pleasure to uh, be on as, as a guest, but it, it's been an equal pleasure to listen to the entire run of, of a podcast that doesn't just comment upon a series of games and the community around those, but has been, from from my point of view, absolutely instrumental in bringing people together around uh, this this series of games uh, and and really solidifying, giving people a place to come and a place to talk about and think about uh, this series of games that means so much to so many people and clearly so much to, to you two as well. Um, and the the whole uh, run, as sad as I am to, to kind of see it come to an end, I think it's understandable that what you've done is encapsulate uh, this series of games and now that it's taking hiatus, it's only right that Bonfireside Chat should, uh, should also as well, but uh, yeah, thank you very much for having me on, but also for everything you've done. Yeah, you you two are truly intimidating podcasters, both to listen to and to record with. Um, the level of analysis and the depth of the re- research that both of you undertake for every single uh, podcast you record, not only for Bonfire Side Chat, but uh, for watch out for fireballs as well, um, and I, I look forward to your continuing adventures on that podcast. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, Bonfireside Chat was it, it is one of my favourite podcasts um, of all time. Um, it's certainly one of my favourite gaming podcasts. I think you guys were the right pair to um, to bring what. I feel was needed to the Dark Souls community, something that we could all gather around and and celebrate. And you guys brought a much needed maturity um, to the analysis and and just yeah, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure listening to um, every single season, yeah. um, and I thank you so much. Thank you guys. Uh, yeah, yeah. That- Josh, you've you've said it all perfectly. Uh, thank you very much, and the the very best of luck, guys, with obviously the rest of your uh, podcasting careers. But uh, but yeah, everything else. Thank you. Goodbye, and good luck with the future. Goodbye. Farewell to Bonfireside Chat. Truly, you were the Dark Souls of podcasts about Dark Souls. Hey, Bonfireside Chat, this is Riff saying thanks for all the good times, and remember that the real Dark Souls are the friendships we made along the way. Umbasa. Goodbye, Bonfireside Chat. Thanks for everything. Hey, this is Steve Gaynor. Uh, see you, Bonfireside Chat. You're awesome. Farewell, Bonfireside Chat. Hey, Gary. Hey, Cole. This is Jeremy. You may know me from such shows as Days of Future Cast or Not the Mama Podcast, the deep dive me and Gary were doing into the early 90s dinosaur sitcom. Uh, just wanted to say a quick thank you for doing Bonfireside Chat. It's a huge inspiration for me personally, and also sincerity, you guys inspired me to 
put myself out there and do podcast, and it's something that I absolutely love to do. So, umbasa. Hi, this is Jim Crawford. You may know me as Jim, your friend from childhood. So, I was only a guest on one of the dumb joke episodes of Bonfireside Chat, but I love Bonfireside Chat, and I love Dark Souls, and I love Bloodborne. Here's a secret. From when I first put in the disc to when I finally linked the fire, it took over five years for me to finish Dark Souls. Every time I quit, it would take a lot of prodding from my friends to get me to get back into it. But one of the things that drove that final push was knowing that every time I made some progress, I would be able to listen to Gary and Cole talk about the area I had just finished. Sometimes I look forward to the episode more than the satisfaction of beating the boss of the area. So, thanks Gary and Cole. I did it, and you helped. Umbasa. Hey guys, this is Sean of The Lore Hunter, and I just wanted to take a moment to say how much Bonfireside Chat means to me. It uh, is the show that convinced me to give Dark Souls a second chance, and it was my introduction to the Duckfeed community, both of which have had a huge impact on the last few years of my life, and uh, continue to do so to this day, so it's it's been a wonderful ride. I've really enjoyed getting to know you guys in the community and it's it's really gonna suck that it's gone but hey gotta gotta leave leave a corpse well enough alone rest in peace bonfireside chat farewell may the good blood guide your way hey this is Stuart wellington just wanted to say thank you to bonfireside chat for teaching me how to get 99 lives in contra hey guys just wanted to say thank you so much for all the time and commitment you put into making this cast on a regular basis, and thank you for having me on as well. I appreciate you guys having me on a few times, and having a couple laughs with you guys, and some deep conversations about a series that we all love. Uh, I definitely picked up every now and then going, hmm, hmm, because of you guys. Uh, you do that sometimes, but, you know, it's something I'll miss. So, again, thank you so much, and I hope to see you guys on another cast. Mbasa. Hey, Bonfireside Chat. It's Davin. Thanks for making the Soul series even more enjoyable, and congratulations on a great run. Take it easy. So, um, Bonfireside Chat is ending. Sadness. I am sad. I'm quite sad too. I really no, like I am very Chat. sad. I am very sad. I'll tell you why I am very sad. How sad are you? Uh, because I was invited on a couple of times. And we had good laughs. And I was really nervous because um, they were sort of, the, you know, the big guys. And, and we have our, our sort of little little corner table with volivants <laughs> and stuff. Mum um, says we're really good, so. Well, that's I, I presume that's why they eventually allowed you on. Because... <laughs> <laughs> Of uh, I don't know maybe you found found something on on Gary or Cole or, or both of them maybe maybe it was just pestering. I've still to, got the pictures. Fair enough. But yeah, I was I was I was really nervous when I first went on, and um, I remember staying get going getting home from work, going to sleep, getting up, making a coffee, and I think I I bought a star bar and something else, and I was like I need fuel for this. Um, but um ended up just having a really lovely lovely giggle and um was talking about souls and just really enjoying my time and, and feeling like they were 
people that I'd known for a long time. They they really put me at ease. Um, but it's a great show, and they put in lots of you know you know that research thing. <laughs> mm. 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 Uh, so they put in lots of research and lots of effort, and the guests have all been fantastic, and we we've been honoured to be a part of that. So thank you for including us. Uh, for one thing, but um, really fantastic run of shows, um, very listenable. Um, yeah, I'd be sad to sad to see it go. Yeah, genuinely. Um, yeah, uh, I can only echo what you've said there, CJ. Um, you know, it was really cool to be invited on the first time on the the Bloodborne episode to talk about semen for a while. That was fun. Um, and yeah, it, it's been an absolute pleasure and honour every time we've uh, been allowed to talk to you guys. And uh, thanks to Cole for letting me be on Radio Free Moodwell so much. Um, I, I'm reading a book the first time and learning it, so thanks for that. Um, but yeah, it's not about that one. It's not about that Jesus one. Jesus Christ! Stop plugging your life. But, but through the friends, through the friends we've made, the friends we've made along the way. Um, but no, I remember a, a, a blistering summer, uh, burning through the first season of Bonfireside Chat and my walks to work, uh, and. Yeah, felt like I know you guys before we even chatted. Um, I thought you were veering off on one of your tangents then. No, no, he's not, we, we, not done any prep, and this is going to be one of those bits like on an exam paper where somebody where they go like, give an example of your understanding of this, and you just kind of you have about three words and you milk it for about six paragraphs. <laughs> That's pretty much our show, isn't it? Wow. On your side of things. This is a really good sign-off for Bonfireside Chat, isn't oh it? Oh my god, I think I think I might have destroyed Trinity <laughs> Vanities at the same time. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, genuinely. Thanks for being so lovely with us, uh, and thank you for an amazing run of shows. Umbasa. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> that do it? Yeah. Cool. Did we say who we were? It didn't really matter. Yeah, people don't know. Uh, right. So uh, we're we're, we're Paddy and CJ from <laughs> 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 That's the end bit. <laughs> Hey guys, Austin here. I just wanted to say congrats on all of the work you've done over the last few years. Uh, I really think that Bonfireside Chat is a, a unique and singular thing, and I think that Dark Souls has been made better for it. And I hope you know, bearers of the curse, that I will remain by your side until this frail hope shatters. What's up guys? This is Jason Killingsworth, one of the authors of You Died, a book about Dark Souls, and all the beautiful lunatics caught in its gravity well. On the occasion of this final episode of the Bonfire Side Chat podcast, I wanted to give a special shout-out to Gary and Cole. For me personally, they embody the most virtuous aspects of the Souls fan community. Curiosity, thoughtfulness, imagination, humor, and generosity. If you stripped out all the summoning and invasion mechanics from Dark Souls, it would remain the most multiplayer game in history. Hardship brings people together, mystery brings people together, and as the podcast name suggests, Bonfireside Chat became a really important rallying point for the global Souls community, a wonderful repository of all of our stories and shared experience. They could have started a religious cult, but ultimately realized, uh, to paraphrase L. Ron Hubbard, the real money's in podcasting. Anyway, uh, farewell, Bonfireside Chat. Thanks for creating so much light and warmth. Pray. And we all pray. Praise the sun.